It was with great disdain that I woke up every single morning at four to do our seated meditation. And then after that, we do a walking meditation. And then after that, we do an eating meditation. And pretty much half the day was in silence. And it was terrible. (laughs) I already felt lonely. And then this took away any last chance I had of connecting with anybody. Hello, and welcome to Superthink. Thanks, Teresa. That was very nice. That was Teresa's voice welcoming you to Superthink. My name is Eric Klein. We're also uh, here with other Superthink members. Paul. Paul, Say hi, Paul. Yeah, Paul Cohn is here, and Kara Hansen's here. Hey, everyone. We're going we're gonna to hear another story of gratitude as we do each episode of the podcast. We're going to hear a grievance. Right, because these are stories of gratitude that were recorded at Superthink's annual airing of grievance. A little bit different than a normal uh, gratitude storytelling event. But gratitude nonetheless. Grievances, yes, but gratitude as well. Often, but not always. Really? Sometimes they really just go straight to the... Sometimes it's just a rant. Yeah, that happens. I feel like, I feel like there's two sides of the coin, though. That always There's still a gratitude in there somewhere. And if nothing else, at least it's, you know, hopefully therapeutic. Cathartic, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. cathartic. Ooh. Yeah. That's I a good word. I brought out the big word. But okay. let's be clear, people. If your story is just a rant and there is no gratitude in it, you will not get on a podcast. <laughs> at least not this one. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to hear Iris's story on this episode. I really, really enjoyed Iris's story. So great. Uh, live and in my headphones after, after it was recorded. It was a... Good enough to listen to twice for me. Yeah, we're going to hear from Iris Romo. She's um, originally from Tucson. She's now here in Portland. Uh, She's a student at Portland Community College. She is the voice of Future Connect, which is encouraging high school students to go to college. And uh, we found her when we had a little involvement in the Carpe Mundi program. We did a little little um, event with them earlier this year. Carpe Mundi's founder was a storyteller. She was there the first uh, event we had. Oh, I missed that. I don't remember. I think she spoke at the open mic. Wow. Yeah. That's, and then she came back around and told a story, and then, yeah, she's been, and if her name doesn't come to me, I'm embarrassed. And Carpe Mundi is... Is it, is it Hansel? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're a organization that works with college students and sends them abroad for life-changing experiences, I think. Yeah, I think it's like mostly a, sort of a gap year experience kind of thing. So right before they'd be going to college after high school. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, really cool Portland nonprofit that Superthank has been able to partner with and, and do other storytelling things because uh, those young people have a lot of stories. My freshman year of high school... I was standing talking with my friend Jesse when our mutual friend Keegan came up and he turns to Jesse and says, hey, I'm throwing a potty later tonight. You should come. And she goes, sure. Yeah, I'll go. And then he turns to me and then I stand there expectantly. And then he turns around and walks away. These sorts of instances have been happening in my life pretty much as long as I can remember. I always seem to think differently or feel differently than other people, or I'm too much person and I just turn people away. And so I applied to Carpe Mundi, which is a travel abroad program, because I uh, had heard so many countless stories of people making these lifelong friends on these trips. And 
I so longed for that. I thought that the difficult situations and the close quarters would make them be my people. But that's not at all how it happened. I didn't connect with anybody on my trip. I felt very isolated from the rest of my group, and so in turn I isolated myself from them. So that way I felt like I at least had some control over the situation. I had been lonely my whole life, and and this whole thing was just making my mind scream at me about how truly flawed I believed I was. So my first Skype call to my mother from Thailand was just me crying from aching loneliness, and she told me to forget those people and to and to be my own friend, and I pretty much took her advice with a grain of salt because who cares if you're your own best friend, you know? Like, that's not something that's real or that people can see. I also talked to my overseas educator, Audrey, about it, and she told me that I had to talk to the little iris inside of me and comfort her and be there for her and 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 be her friend and I tried that but it didn't work nothing nothing felt real it all just felt fake and so I went on like this for about six weeks which was halfway through the trip and it was at that six week mark that my group went to uh, Thai Plum Village which is a mindfulness retreat that teaches and practices Thich Nhat Hanh style of Zen Buddhism oh my gosh it was with great disdain that I woke up every single morning at four to do our seated meditation and then after that we do a walking meditation and then after that we do an eating meditation and pretty much half the day was in silence and it was terrible. (laughs) I already felt lonely and then this took away any last chance I had of connecting with anybody. But even despite that, the monks were just so happy and the nuns just wanted you to be joyful. They made us sing Whenever I wake up, I feel happy, aware of my eyes. I feel happy, aware of my health. I feel happy because I have learned to look deeply. It was so stupid. And like, <laughs> we, we chanted about going home to ourselves and we meditated on the idea that we already have everything we need to be happy. And so something somewhere in that must have just stuck because... One night during a special tea meditation, one of my favorite nuns, whose name was One Direction, told me, (laughs) told us to close your eyes and smile and go home to yourself. And the second that I took my first mindful breath, this voice in my head out of nowhere just says, I love you. Like that, and and I look up, and I was I was like surprised, and and that didn't come from anywhere else. That came out of me, and I was just overcome with this feeling of just joy from just loving myself. And since then, I really haven't had like a bad day. I mean, I get angry or scared or sad or whatever, but there's always this base level of me that's just always happy, and I'm able now to talk to the little iris inside of me and and comfort her and be there for her and be her friend. But this experience has given me, has helped me with um, my internship that I had after Carpe Mundi. I chose to work with youth, and I was very close to this one girl. She was maybe like 13 or something like that. And I made her very, very upset by asking her what I thought was a simple question. And she was crying, and she was saying that she was she hated me, and she was going to leave school all because of me, and it was all my fault. And 
and it was terrible. But I was able to take a step back and talk to her. And through talking with her, I could see her pain and her fear and her loneliness. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't had found my own. And so I'm very grateful for this struggle because it's given me this gift of empathy that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And I'm grateful to all the teachers that I had along the way, like that youth and my mom and Thich Nhat Hanh and Audrey and One Direction because (laughs) (laughs) they taught me that my people is me. And while that is true, I am still looking for my tribe. But I'm not doing it anymore out of a place of loneliness or desperation, but rather from a confidence of knowing who I am and wanting to share myself with others. Thank you. Oh, you guys, I love that story so much. Me too. Yeah. What, what do you like about it? I just, I really like how she draws the listener in and she tells the story from her heart. It's, it's very powerful. I think she's a really lucky young person Mm -hmm. because I could not have told a story half that wise uh, at twice her age. No, (laughs) not even close. I just made up that math, but I'm, I'm fairly certain it's accurate, sadly. You know, uh, also when I was listening to her, I was she said something about how she had been told she was too much person, and it, it actually kind of reminded me a little bit of Mariana's story about mm-hmm. kind of, you know... Right, we talked about Mariana's, or we listened to Mariana's story on the last episode. Yeah, so, yes, kind of this, I, like, I have this grievance against these people who wronged me, but they made me help make me who I am today. So there's, I think there's a little bit of gratitude. That's, I think that's the gratitude in the, in the grievance. Yeah, I think she did a really good job of finding the bright spots in a story that otherwise was about a grievance because it was at our second annual airing of grievances show. Yeah. The bright spots being that, uh, that the advice that she was being given by adults, which was mostly like, like that cliched advice that adults give young people to look into themselves what was it? There's like the three things. And then all of a sudden, um, because she was doing the work at the Buddhist monastery, it also clicked and it didn't, it stopped being a cliche and, uh, and transitioned to what that, that other side of the cliche coin, the, the truth, the ultimate truth. It was pretty funny. Iris is really lucky. She's lucky. Well, so that was a story that we were so lucky to hear and record that Iris gave us at a Super Thank live event at Eastburn in Southeast Portland. There's another one of these things coming up, although the next one's not an airing of grievance. Airing of gratitude. It's full gratitude. Full on natural selection. So if you're listening to this... That's something that'll make you fall. It's Yeah, natural selection is the theme of the night. And if you're listening to this podcast... Uh, in early February of 2016, you still have time to come on down. What, what date is the is the event? The event's on February 9th, and people can find more information about that either on our website, which is superthank.org, or on Facebook. They can find us at Superthank Portland. Yeah, and if it is after that date, then tune in to future podcast episodes where we're here, we'll hear the stories. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, if you found us on... SoundCloud, you can also find us on 
iTunes. If you happened upon us on Facebook, why not you check out superthink.org? How else are people supposed to interact with us? If they sign up for our mailing list, which they can do at superthank.org, then we'll send them regular updates on events, tips about gratitude, that sort of thing. Yeah, and that that will help you um, make sure that you're able to come to our next live event because the live events are very nice. Things things like Iris's story repeated over and over until until they just wrap you in a blanket of warm gratitude. Of warm gratitude slash uh, funny bad attitudes. <laughs> Does anybody have a have a uh, a gratitude tip for me? Huh. Practice it oh, every day. I don't have a gratitude tip, but I do have a gratitude idea for the year if you guys would like to join me. Do it. I recently read an article about a person whose New Year's resolution was not to make New Year's resolutions, but to acknowledge something nice at the end of every week and fill up a jar with those nice notes and then at the end of the year read them. But I've decided that I'm going to switch that out with things that I'm grateful for every week. So after 52 weeks, I will have 52 little notes to myself for why I'm grateful for my life. Are you going to do it, Paul? There's your tip. I'm going to try. No, I'm not. You're not going to do it. No. My brother-in-law got one of those jars from his girlfriend, and then they broke up the other day. Oh, that's sad. That sounds like a grievance story. (laughs) I'll see if I can get him out of here. There's and grievance. It was like one every day. She gave it to him for Christmas, and then, yeah. I don't know if he made it all the way through the jar. Well, that, that reminds me of the theme the next live event just survival of the fittest they were not naturally selected to be together anymore I guess tune in next week folks thanks for listening special thanks to the composer of the music on this podcast Poddington Bear <laughs>